0: up everyone my name is Pedro Cleto this is just our podcast as you can see the tables have turned a little bit now I am your host and here we have Jordan Hernandez with me today
1: thanks for having me uh, on my own podcast
0: <laughs> so hey for our uh, first question how do you think students can find balance during these really difficult times with COVID
1: yeah no it's uh it's been tough for students it's been challenging for teachers for administrators and even parents during this time of COVID and It's not just the physical spacing. I'm seeing a lot of people struggle emotionally. I'm seeing a lot of people just sharing, hey, I'm feeling out of sorts. People saying, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling more anxious than anything. What COVID did is that it took whatever you were struggling with and it exacerbated the pain. So if you were already struggling in your marriage, it got worse. And so I'll say this personally, before I get into like anything as far as a solution, Personally, I'd always struggled with anxiety and depression. I was one person in my family that found an outlet through performance. And when I performed well, I felt good. And in my head, I'm constantly hearing, do they accept me? Do they like me? Am I respected? Am I good at what I'm doing? And that voice can be exhausting because it robs me of just being present with somebody like you. So for those people who are performers. They're social, they like to be life of the party, they like to be a good student, they like to be an athlete. Any one of those things, you know, you're a performer and if you can't achieve that balance of finding your identity and who you are and accepting yourself as you are, you can't really have any true healing. And that's the biggest thing I'm seeing in a, uh, with students and teachers, with, let's just say people, like with COVID exacerbating people's anxiety and maybe their depression, maybe just a funk, This is a time where everybody's anxious because of the economy. Absolutely. With jobs, once you've identified like, okay, I'm struggling. This is what happened to me. It was right around May. I lost a family member and that was really hard on me and it was really hard on my family. And I didn't communicate that to those closest to me. And it was tough, not just on me, but those around me.
0: Absolutely. And I think the number one thing is identifying what you're feeling. And I think a lot of times you're feeling sad, but you, you don't really know what's really causing it. So I think,
1: right.
0: like you said, once I identified, I was able to learn different solutions for that. So it's definitely helped me throughout some situations that I'm, that I'm dealing with. All right, man. So it sounds like you were struggling through this pandemic. Did you have any creative outlets to get over this?
1: Yeah, you know back when i was really struggling with just anxiousness i lost interest in things and this is what i'm seeing a lot of people struggle with when you're in a funk or you're depressed you start to withdraw from your friends and i noticed that i was doing that with things that i liked where i became very distant from people and i became very distant from my family and um, it was exhausting and so i started writing and that really helped I started listening, you know, to the YouTube videos that were positive because that was a big thing for me. I was listening to a lot of negativity because I was feeling that way. As I started to write things down and I was putting feelings to word, I started to feel this crystallization of like, wow, oh, this is working. This is this is what I'm feeling. And then I'm thinking of ways I can combat it. Almost like I'm having a conversation with myself. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it said that. All healing begins the second you accept yourself for who you are as you are. And that was a big deal for me because, and it's emotional. I think I denied for a long time that I was really struggling with depression. Mm -hmm. And I felt a lot of people uh, look at me differently and they were worried and they were asking like how things were. And I'm like, I'm fine, Mm -hmm. which is code for most guys for I'm not fine. Mm -hmm. And... I started to get help. I, I went to a therapist and um, I started really talking about this stuff. And the second that I did that, it was actually, it was amazing because my relationship with my father's gotten better. I moved into like a new state of mind and I started getting help. I started writing more. I started going to therapy actively. I started like talking with my family members about these things that were really pent up for a long time. Right. And right. to be honest with you, now that I've addressed that head on, it's, it's really helped a lot.
0: I really admire what you did with the podcast because even the name, it says it all like Just Start because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they start like debating themselves and they're always procrastinating and waiting for the right moment. But the right moment is is now. Would you want to speak a little bit more on on, like on the moment where you were like, all right, let me put my emotions and my thoughts Mm -hmm. into this creative process of the podcast and like what made you name it Just Start Podcast? You know, speak a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I think we all have that. Like I've had enough moment where you've, you've literally had enough of like, just what you've been doing the last however many years, right? Like this podcast came about at a time where I was doing pretty well and I named it Just Start, Just Start Today, What You're Putting Off For Tomorrow because I did that for like 27 years, man. And I was really good at it. I got really good at procrastinating. I got really good at lying to people that I was doing all right. I'd go and do a million things to distract myself from the anxiousness and it worked really well there but then i'd come home exhausted and i just wouldn't talk about my stuff at home which is horrible for family Absolutely. you know i learned this from my brother in the recovery world when you go to aa or na it's really amazing i went to support him like i didn't have that problem but when i was there it was amazing i felt the most accepted ever because they asked me what's your name and i was like oh uh, i'm jordan but they're like no, no no like we want you to be a part of this because you're helping your brother when you go to an aa or na It's life or death. If those people aren't helping each other out, if they don't have a a sponsor, somebody, it's life or death. You got to treat mental health the same way. As your physical health. As your physical health. Because it's sometimes that those emotional pains that you have are worse than physical pain. Mm -hmm. And so I had to stand up and say, hi, I'm Jordan Hernandez. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with people pleasing. And I struggle with running from and numbing my pain and doing all these things. And I think the, the second that you start to get real with yourself, like really have that conversation with yourself, whether you write it down or you just think aloud to yourself, what is it that I'm struggling with right now? Identify what that is. And then from there, ask yourself and others, well, what could I do with that? Because, like you said, it's a battle, and it's not a battle you can do on your own. I had a whole team of people, so you better build that army. Like, I remember a guy pointing at me like this emphatically. He goes, want to know what happens with depressed people and people who have anxiety or people who are in a funk? They don't want to deal with other people because they don't want to have their problems be their problems, so they just keep it all bottled up, which I did a long time. So he's like, call your dad and let him know what's going on. Tell your brother, tell your best friend, and then as you do that, you're going to start to see who's really there for you. And not all of them may. Maybe you ask six people and and two or three of them are the ones that really care. And you got to build that army because you got to treat this thing like it's a freaking war, man, because it is a war. Between six inches, right here, there's a war that's raging.
0: Something that you spoke on that I think is really interesting that we can um, expand on that is self-judgment, right? Yes. I think a lot of people, they are judging themselves and judging who they are or you know let's say even specifically on you like mm-hmm. putting out content let's say in written form or in audio sometimes you may record something and you judge it before you even put it out oh yeah right yeah like what advice can you give to let's say people who are maybe trying to write a book or mm-hmm. maybe start their own show like a podcast or putting out content on linkedin other platforms like what advice would you give to people in regards of like
1: self-judgment and Listen, self-talk is one of the most important things that you can learn to get better at. You are self-negotiating with yourself all the time. Should I get this to eat? Should I study here first? No, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. That was college for me. I was the master procrastinator by just always putting things off. Now, was I winning or losing that battle in self-negotiation? Losing horribly. If I don't go and do those things that I say I'm going to do, I become unreliable to myself. Guess what? I become unreliable to other people. The thing is, is when you treat it like a battle and let's just say your thing right now is procrastination. I've had plenty of conversations with young adults about these types of struggles, about real things, their parents' divorce, a bad breakup, them feeling horrible about themselves and insecurity. They let those things dictate them. They have terrible self-talk because self-talk is all about you just accepting yourself and almost praising yourself. A lot of people don't do that. You wanna know why? I find that I did this a lot where I use self-deprecating humor, just a fancy term for like making fun of myself. I always made fun of like my weight at the time when I gained a lot of weight and I had like a hormone imbalance and I made fun of myself for that before anyone else could make fun of me for it. And it was just like a coping mechanism, but I felt worse because of it. Like it's like I didn't take myself seriously, you know? So I was like class clown, I was the jester, life of the party, but it didn't get me feeling any better. So one thing I did was a professor told me, stop thinking and saying things that are a critique of you.